This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And of Christmas. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And this is Father Sean Hagerty coming to you live from St. Lambert Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've got a special guest, Teresa Curley's actually, she's this is her personal friend. My personal friend. Who's, who's, who's getting ready to publish a book, which is pretty amazing. So I'm, I feel privileged to be here this morning. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Thanks for being with us, Susan. Um, we have Susan yes. Bellavance on the line. Yes, thank you so much. Susan, uh, we had you on a few weeks ago, but some of our listeners may have missed that interview. So can you just um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, um, my name is Susan Joy Bellavance. I live in um, New Hampshire, in, in the, where we're right in the height of our beautiful fall time. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's uh, really this, nice out there. Yeah, yeah it is. A- Appalachian Mountains and whatnot out there. Ooh, that's nice. We're, we're White Mountains up here. White Mountains. <laughs> so, um, yep. Um, so I'm, I'm um, a Catholic author. I've worked, um, published three books. Three Catholic children's books. Um, we have a fourth coming out next year. Um, uh, the one that's really relevant right now is the the light of Christmas morning. Because the other two are awesome. I, I, um, I mean, awesome. I love. The, you know, you love sharing your faith, and when you're a Catholic writer, like you hit your stride with with your with your audience, and you're able to connect in the hearts of kids, and that. That is a real rewarding part of being a Catholic author. Because, you know, when I'm dead, my books will still be here. <laughs> Hopefully, if they stand the test of time, but at least give me a little bit um, so that they, that they can continue to convey, you know, they convey grace, right? When it's, mm-hmm. when it's truth and beauty in our faith, and it's conveyed to the heart of a child. Um, I, I was thinking today, what do, what do I feel most about that? You know when a, a, a person has words in their heart um, and, and they go into the heart of a child, it becomes a buried treasure because it kind of it stays with them. And then when they grow up, they still remember, mm. you know, because you make them have that experience of God's light or love. And, it, and it's really a conveyance of grace. So I love being a Catholic author. I love being a Catholic children's author. It makes me really happy. Can you tell? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I love it. You could even talk about death in a, in, a, in a happy way, you know, even in the midst of Well, you of know, it's, isn't that funny? Because I have a story called <laughs> The Crooked Court Jester and the Last Night. And it has to do with the, with the, the anointing of the sick, and, the, and actually the guy dies in it. But it's so beautiful a thing. People read it. They start, it makes them have tears. But it's not like a sad book. It's like, oh. isn't this beautiful? Isn't the mercy of God awesome that this rotten guy at the end of his life repented and received them? The King of Mercy. It's a great story. Anyway, we're going to have to talk so, about how we can get these our hands on these books. These sound really yeah. good. I'd love to share them with uh, some of the kids in here in the, in the Catholic school that I'm on the priest chair at. And oh yes, uh, the um, King of the Shattered Glass is a, is the story. Of, that one's published by Marion Press and um, Pan Books. Both have that book, and it's um, it's on Sacrament of Reconciliation, and. Um, it makes the sacrament desirable by the time you get done reading it. But you know what, Father? I write stuff so that the parents that are reading to the kids, that it's actually for the parents. Like, in the story, everyone buries their glass. Uh, when they break the glass, they have to bring it to the king. They, everyone buries their glass. Well, 
in a, in a, in, in Catholicism right now, most people don't go to confession. They bury the glass. But in the yeah. little book, the little girl has the courage to go forward, and she receives this tremendous gift from the king. And so it's like, parents, go back to confession. Yes, <laughs> While yes. You know, we were just talking thing. about that earlier, about people, I'm like, there's still confession going on nowadays? <laughs> like, yeah, yes, there yeah. is. So, yes, but, I, well, uh, you know, how do you spell your last name? That's that's how I would like look up your book. I'd type in your your first name yes. and your last name, and then I'd just type in books, children's books, and then yes, boom, it would come I up. And a, then I, yes, it's um, what I I have a website called SusanJoyBooks.com. Susan Joy and, Books. Yeah. Ooh, well, that's easy to Susan remember. SusanJoyBooks.com, and um, they're all my books are on there. Okay. Um, and then there's excerpts from them, and then there's the page of me standing with. Mother Teresa and meeting Holy Father John Paul. That's a great story. <laughs> and there's a story of that on there too. Because wow. I'm like a, I'm like a. What am I a second class relic? I guess I'm a third. <laughs> you, you've met Saint John Paul II. I fixed his hair. Yeah. You fixed his hair. <laughs> yeah. That's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you like you, you combed his hair for him? <laughs> well, it was hanging down, and I thought the I thought the photographer was gonna. You know how they make fun of the um, Catholic leaders and stuff? I thought, that photographer is going to publish a picture with him with his hair hanging down. Not while I'm in the room. This is my quote. This is my time. And when I, when I came up, I fixed his hair. And he goes, he goes what are you doing? <laughs> I said, Holy oh, Father, your hair is hanging down, and they were taking your picture. He goes, you must be an Italian. I said, oh, no, Holy Father, I'm an American. He goes, someone in your family is Italian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great story. It's on, it's on my website. The picture is on my website, too. It's a cool picture. SusanJoy.com. Susan Joy Book. SusanJoyBooks.com. Like yeah. joy, like the joy of the gospel, J-O-Y. Yeah, yes, Susan Joy, yep. SusanJoyBooks.com. Huh. Well, you know, Susan, this whole morning we're talking in our diocese in a particular way of our Bishop's Vision, which is called A Lifelong Catholic Missionary Discipleship Through God's Love. And how everyone's mm-hmm. called to be a missionary disciple. We're, we're called yep. to share the faith, which is what you're doing by writing your books. And mm-hmm. we're, we, we're, we're motivated by it to do this through God's love. We've experienced God's love. We've encountered God's love in some way. And that's then motivated us to then, well, God's really uh, worked in our hearts and, and kind of created this desire in us as we receive yes. that love. To how can we love him back? And yep. it sounds like for you, it's like you mentioned writing the children's books. And I'd be mm-hmm. interested just to hear how have you experienced God's love in a way that then that then opened your ears and your eyes to this beautiful call that you're doing now. Well, mostly, um, so my I work for the Blessed Mother. I'm consecrated to Our Lady. And you work I for the Blessed like, Mother? She sends you checks yes, in the mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my paycheck's going to be awfully, awfully nice, Father. Um, you know, um, because you, I mean, now, you now I see why they call you Mama Z. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That, 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 that's her nickname a, for our listeners, Mama Z. Here, <laughs> it, you, you can have a lot of suffering in your life, um, and when you're witnessing. And also, Our Lady, she she asks you to walk through um, a, a lot of crucibles. You go through a lot, but it but the the grace that comes um, from it is awesome. So um, my my switch is always on. Like <laughs> wherever I am, like the faith is always pouring out of me. And um, I, so writing, it, it's it's like 
can you can you give this child something that they can hold on to that's true and beautiful that they can that they can grow with in their life and another thing is it's never too late to have a happy childhood so a lot of times people just, they read the, they read the story I've, I've seen people start crying the one uh, will you come to mass is kind of based on um Luke uh, 14, you know, the great banquet. And I can't come to the banquet because I got, you know, I got a field. I got to go do that. I got a wife. Mm, I got to go do yeah. that. So, so the story, Will You Come to Mass, is all these creatures, the sloth, he's too tired. He, don't want, he doesn't want to get up. And the, the raccoons think it's boring because they play video games. There's nothing at Mass that interests them. And the horse has got his field. He's got things to do. But the little lamb goes to mass, and then it says, can you find the little lamb? And you turn the page, and the little lamb's in the arm of Jesus, in the front. He's in the good shepherd's arm. Mm-hmm. And, and and this one mother, she's looking at the book, she's turning the pages, and all of a sudden she bursts into tears, and I'm like, what happened to her? And she <laughs> saw that child, you know, she saw her child in the arms of Christ. So um, that, wow. that book is very cunning because... <laughs> It's, it's what grandma buys and puts on the coffee table because her children are not bringing her grandchildren to mass. So they put this little book there, and, and the art's really pretty, and it rhymes, and the little kids love it, and you read it over and over, and and, and it makes you want to bring your kids to mass because the reality of, of the encounter with of the living God in the Eucharist, even when you're just in the room, is a reality that the Catholics hold dear and true and Hey, get off the couch and get to mass. Yeah. That's got to <laughs> so, be beautiful, anyway. beautiful to see those people respond to the books yeah. that you've written and just kind of a confirmation that yeah. this is really what God's called you to do. And and did, did I catch you saying that this is kind of born through a little bit of suffering in your life? Is that kind of what you mentioned, uh, Blessed Mother, yeah, right well, away? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when you're um, consecrated to Our Lady... Um, you know, when she appeared at Fatima, that she's always asking for sacrifices from those kids. They were six and seven, you know, and 12 years old. And she was asking them. They were doing, like, the big penances and stuff. But when you when you do your, your consecration to Our Lady, you you allow yourself to be an agency of grace through, uh, through the things that you offer up, you know. So we're always taught by the nuns when we're little, you know, offered up. But it's a serious thing. It's that, it's that small victimal... Um, and I don't mean big victim like a saint victim, but I mean just those little things that Our Lady hands you um, that that you offer, and it turns to a grace for some soul or, or uh, the person that you're praying for. I pray for priests. My most of uh, everything I do has to do with priesthood, and um, it, it's like we really owe them. We owe them their their bridegroom to the church. Well, if they're bridegroom to the church, that makes me bride. Well, what am I doing for him? You know what I mean? How am I supporting him in his mission? This, this is serious. This is a serious uh, commitment on both of our, you know, both sides. Yeah. Can you so, give um, a, Can you give an example of some kind of suffering that's happened with that? You mentioned we need to devote ourselves to the Blessed Mother and some, some sure. suffering can come along. Yes, I will. Uh, like for example, my father right now, he's he's um, ninety one. He's in the nursing home. Um, he got very sick. He had a stroke, and then he had a heart attack, and so he's disabled. He's in a hospital in Virginia in a nursing home. I can't get to him. Hmm. 
And my mom, who is 86, is, is taking care and going every day. Sometimes the COVID people make her not come, not allowed to see him. We all went through a lot of suffering. But she, my mom keeps saying, look, you guys, this is Our Lady's asking the suffering now. We need to pray for the church. Mm. We need to pray for our priests. Let's offer this pain of not being able to be with Dad. And a lot of times, like, I have my dad's picture on my um, place where I wash the dishes, and his face, you can see his suffering. I just have to keep offering him up, like, in that chalice, that mass. This is a key key part. We're going to go to a break here, but this is a key part of that missionary discipleship, is that there is suffering that's involved in following the Lord. And I'm really interested to hear more about this here after the break. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) All right, stay with us on Real Presence Live. We'll be back with more in just a minute. I like to use the example, what would happen if you only spoke, and you wanted to go to China in 12 years, and you only spoke the Chinese language, one hour a week. One hour a week. How well would you be able to speak to the people in China? Horribly. Horribly. I, I don't do it. How about if you practiced it every day for over time, like 10, 12 years? I think you would probably do much better. You'd do much you better. Me. And because you're immersed into Catholic radio, you have the great talk show hosts who are helping us to grow in our faith, helping us to expand our horizons, helping us to understand what we want to learn, and helping us to grow for the kingdom of God. When we're listening to Catholic Radio, what's more important than our salvation and our faith? Absolutely nothing. I love using this all the time because, you know, we only practice the faith one hour a week when we go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing what the Lord is asking us, but are we expanding our horizons? Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley. And I'm Father Sean Hagerty coming to you live from St. Lambert Parish here in Sioux Falls. We've got our special guest, Mama Z. <laughs> For those who don't know, she writes children books, and you can go on her webpage at Susan Joy, like the Joy of the Gospel Books.com. And she's got some awesome, awesome children's books. And this really fits with our whole theme of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. And uh, she's a missionary by writing children's books and sharing God's love with that. And uh, But we know that love 
is also demanding sometimes. It, 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 uh, real love has sacrifice involved, and we see that upon the cross of Christ. And uh, Susan, or Mama Z, was just going to tell us a little bit more about, about that suffering reality of, as we're going to be a missionary discipleship, and it's through God's love, that love demands sacrifice. And, uh, and so just to share a little bit of her own personal testimony of some of those sacrifices and suffering and uh, how we can really uh, live it out or embrace it when it comes. She gave some wonderful examples during breaks. So come on, Mama Z, and share yeah. with us your wisdom. <laughs> well, I would, well, I would say the really most important thing you can do in your life is make the consecration to Our Lady. So everything that you do, every suffering that you have goes into her hands. And she turns them over to the Lord, and, 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 and she unites her own suffering with us. And Jesus says, take up the cross. If you are, if you are a mom, as soon as you have a baby uh, and you worry about that, you're going to have suffering in your heart. You're going to worry. You're gonna, so every day, it's not like you have to go out and, I'm going to go suffer now. I'm going to be a martyr. I'm going to carry my big cross. It's like, no, daily duty is our holiness, and all of the suffering that you want is in daily life. The traffic, the the thing that somebody said to you, the rejection that you experience, all these things become something that you can offer because we're not like animals. We are, we're human beings that have the great dignity of being in the image and likeness of God, and through our baptism, we are here as Christ in the world, and everything that you have, you offer. But if you, if you make your consecration, Our Lady takes care of all of that, it's like yeah. you've got all of it. So and, the, um, the suffering kind of comes to us. We don't necessarily have to go looking for it. No. Just no. like today in, in Sioux Falls, it's rainy all, all day. It was dark this morning. Everything's dying. And it's getting colder outside. And it's really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, 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 you know, I was like, Lord, I don't want to go do all the things I got to do today. Oh, you know, but you're telling me that I can offer that up. And yeah. Yes, and the the cool thing about it, the most beautiful thing about it is that we, when you unite unite something to the cross of Christ like that, who cares about you and you, how you feel about today? But you know what? When you when you do it with Christ, it becomes like of infinite value to a poor soul somewhere. That's our priesthood of the baptized. That's awesome. I love the I love using that uh, part of my my life. I mean my. The, the powers of the prayer that we have in our baptism, you know, priest, prophet, and king. I love the priest part. Yeah. So, and you mentioned, too, this, you gave this analogy about we don't need to suffer like an animal. You, can you right. say more about that? Yes, because, like, it, if a dog or a cow or something, they have pain and suffering uh, from an injury or whatever, they can't save souls. They, they don't have the dignity of the eternal soul that God gave us. And in that, in that eternal soul that we have, everything that we do in our baptism, united to Christ, priest, prophet, and king, all of it, all of it has value. It has eternal value to some soul. It's not even just for me. I'm not even about saving myself. I'm, I'm about other people who are suffering and in need, and they need someone to pray for them. Well, my, my lifting up my depression over the rainy weather goes for them. Instead of complaining, like I give it to Our Lady as an offering here, Give this to Jesus, you know? Yeah. You know, I, this is so important for our discipleship as missionaries. You know, sometimes we might think as we get older, let's say I'm older now and I can't do all the things I used to. My hands don't work the way it used to. I can't drive maybe where I wanted to go. Maybe I'm in the nursing home. 
and yeah. uh, a lot of the things are taken away. All my possessions are I've sold everything off. Uh, all the things I used to enjoy, I don't, I don't enjoy anymore. And really, my hands and my feet don't work anymore. And yeah. you think about when did Christ do his greatest work? It was when he couldn't use his hands and he couldn't use his feet. But he could yeah. offer himself to the Father in his suffering. And that's when the real power of God and his love is, is fully manifest. And yeah. when we think about our own, in our own lives, whether in many ways we in discipleship, missionary discipleship, really some of the greatest works and, in fact, probably the greatest work we will do in our life is at the end of our life when we ourselves also won't be able to use our hands and our feet. But if we offer that suffering up, it, it's a tremendous power of God's love, and it's really it's uh, being a missionary disciple in a very big way, a very real way. Yeah, and St. Paul says the sufferings of this life are nothing compared. So as you get towards the end of your life, it's yeah. time to sprint. You know, yeah. you're not slowing down, you're sprinting. As far as in, in view of the cross and in view of salvation, you're starting to sprint. You're like the most, you're an MVP. You know, all those people that are 80 or, you know, whatever, people with yeah. cancer, people. <laughs> but if you're MVP, you're just going for it. Now, don't give up. Keep Go to the last breath. Because the Lord's got you on the other side, and you're going to be so glad you did it. Yeah, and and that's something that your parents are really are invited into you, yeah. which you mentioned already, and, and your mother in a special way, too. And, and yeah. you know, you remind me of when I was a deacon, uh, this is like 14 years ago now, uh, and I was visiting a, uh, a man who was in his early 40s, and he was a quadriplegic because he got in a motorcycle accident. He was a very active man before this. Uh, he got in a car accident uh, riding his motorcycle, and he became a quadriplegic, and he was very, you know, kind of sad, upset, frustrated, he felt like there was no purpose to life. And I remember visiting him a few different times and then really talking to him about what you just talked about with suffering. And yeah. kind of said, you know, when did Christ do his greatest work? Was it when he could use his hands and his feet? It was when it was taken away. And I said, yeah. if, you, if you unite your sufferings with the Lord and offer that to him each day, uh, that, that's your greatest work that you're going to do in life. And you may yeah. think you, you, you have no value or you can't contribute to anything in this world right now. But through our faith, there's, in fact, you could be offering some of the greatest graces of all and sharing in the redemption of others by sharing in Christ as a member of his body and uniting yep. your sufferings. And then, to just make a long story short, I, I then left, and, and his caretaker came to me uh, about a few weeks ago and said, what did you say to him, Father? Because he's really changed. Mm. And within the next month, he died a peaceful man, you know. Awesome. Um, you mentioned awesome. running, running, awesome. Towards, running towards the goal, yep. you know. And yes, sharing the suffering of the Lord, how important that is. Right. And encourage others to do that and be a good cheerleader. You know, if you're not on the cross, you should be supporting underneath the cross, you know, either place. So, I love being Catholic, don't you, Father? I do, too. And I, I love your wisdom. And I know you've got your books. Again, uh, you got a book <laughs> coming out here, I hear, uh, very yes, soon. Uh, yes, in October, our Sunday visitor released The Light of Christmas Morning. And everyone is going to love this book. This artist that did it, Anne Engelhart, she's a brilliant watercolor artist. The art is beautiful, classic art. And the, the whole point of the book, it, it describes, a, uh, from a child's point of view, a, a Christmas tradition that we have Christmas morning. On Christmas Eve, we hide the baby Jesus. Like, we get a nice big one, a nice big baby Jesus, you know? <laughs> and um, we, we have, we're Italian, right? 
So you hide him. Uh, you hide him next to the bedside of somebody in the house. And in the morning, the little kid that has baby Jesus, they bring them to our room because they get up before the dawn, right? Till dark out. And then we have all the candles ready. Everyone else gets a candle. And we profess him through the house singing in every room. We ask him to be the light of Christmas, the light in our home, to be the heart of our home. So we go through and we are singing. We usually sing Silent Night. But you sing a Christmas carol and you take him all through your house before you go to the tree. And, you know, the kids love, love, love doing it. And nobody knows where he's going to be in the morning. So you wake up, first thing you do is you check your bed stuff. And then, and then we... Then we process them, and then we come to where the Advent leaf is, and we place him next to the Advent leaf, and everybody kneels down, and we invite him to be the king of our home before we do gifts. And it's very heartfelt, and the book shows how to do it. So so that, let me just tell you, Father, that five, ten-minute extra, that ten-minute moment, first, it's very intimate, and if you're a mom, you'll cry all through it. But the, the second thing is, it teaches everything about Christmas in 10 minutes, and they experience what this is, what this feast day is, what this is about physically. And, and, and this um, book that you're publishing talks about all this? Yeah, it, it shows it all. It's beautiful. Yeah, wow. It's re- it really, and it really is very intriguing, and it makes me think, boy, we should, we should invite the families in the parish to do something like this. We do have copies yeah. in the mustard seed here in Sioux Falls. Oh, the mustard seed here in Sioux Falls across from Costco. Across from Costco, yep. (laughs) They've got the books there, The Light of Christmas. The Light of Christmas Morning. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, the the thing that I love about it, it costs nothing. I mean, once you get your baby Jesus from somewhere, I was hoping OSD would put a baby Jesus with the book. Wouldn't that be cool when you buy the book, you get a baby Jesus with it? But, like, um... Oh, is that the music? Are we done? <laughs> oh, unfortunately so. So com. check it out. And it's been so wonderful this morning doing missionary discipleship through God's love. And God bless all of you and bless you this morning. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.